In this day and age, the majority of us know that browser history is a bit of a touchy subject. With how much time we all spend on our phones, our internet is basically an extension of our minds. As far as I'm concerned, whatever is in your internet history is your business, but if you kill someone, your business is now police business. So do me a favor and don't be the person who jumps online to search how to murder someone. At least not if you actually intend to do it. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In this episode, we're going to discuss a disturbing case where two women were assaulted while camping at a state park. At least, that's the story that police received, but the truth is a little more disturbing. In June of 2020, Jolie Harris and her girlfriend Lauren Gallagher decided to head out for a camping trip. Jolie went online and reserved a camping spot that was tucked away from prying eyes, and the two women headed out with their dog for a fun little time in nature. People close to the couple said that they always referred to themselves as married, though they had not officially tied the knot just yet. A romantic getaway is always a fun time, which is why so many couples do it. There's just something special about heading out into the woods with your favorite doggo and your significant other. Unfortunately, bad things can happen in the woods, as we know, and a romantic getaway can turn into a horror film almost immediately. One Monday morning, the day after the two women had set out, police received a call. A camper had seen something that they were pretty worried about. In a nearby vehicle, which was later identified as belonging to Lauren and Jolie, something wasn't right. The car was empty, but the scene was looking a little bit strange. First, there was a cell phone in the car. Now, where I live, smash and grabs out at campsites is incredibly common. As a general rule, you absolutely never leave anything of value in your car when you go out into the mountains. It doesn't matter if you are camping, hiking, or river rafting. Under no circumstances should you ever leave anything expensive visible in your car. Because if you do, there's a really good chance that you will come back to a smashed window and an empty car. Most people who spend a lot of time in national parks like this know that you don't really do this. It's just not worth the headache. So when someone saw an abandoned car with a phone in it, they thought it was a little suspicious. Of course, the phone wasn't the only indication that something was wrong here. There was something else that was fairly disturbing in the car. A dead dog. Now, if you have listened to my previous episodes, you know about how well I took this news. As a collective, humanity has decided that dogs are too good for this world, and I believe that, but that doesn't mean that I want any of them leaving anytime soon. Suffice it to say that this detail caught the interest of the police. They quickly learned that Lauren and Jolie were missing from their campsite, and the car was traced back to a relative. At this point, police were looking for the two of them, but nothing definitive was found until that evening. Then, police believed that the two women might have gotten lost or been attacked. So when they received a 911 call about a body in a blanket, they headed out immediately. 
A camper spotted the body and made the decision to approach it in order to determine if someone was alive. This person absolutely deserves all the bravery points. Because when the camper approached, the blanket moved. The woods are already the perfect place for a scary story, but walking up to a body and then having it move when you get close is a horror film. I feel so bad for this camper. I would have literally jumped out of my skin or worse. See, when I was younger, I went into a haunted house. It's a spooky place. I'm a spooky girl. And in general, I'm very calm and comfortable in haunted houses. So much so, in fact, that I actually worked in one. But that's a story for a different time. The point is, in this haunted house, there was a part at the end where everything was black, and there was a person in a black bodysuit that was crawling on the ground. I did not see them, and I'm not proud of it, but when they made a creepy sound in the pitch black hallway, I kicked them with every ounce of power in my 13-year-old body, and I ran for my life, screaming. The point is, if I was the camper who discovered this scene, the best-case scenario would have been me just sprinting away. And I would prefer that we not talk about the alternative. When the blanket moved, it became clear fairly quickly that there was a living person underneath it. There was one living person, and then there was someone else, and they were not alive. Jolie was the one that moved the blanket, and the first thing that she did was ask the camper for help. She was covered in blood, and it was unclear what the extent of her injuries were. But as soon as she was found, she began to talk. She told the police that she and Lauren had been assaulted by a stranger. It was obvious that there had been quite a fight, and Jolie was adamant about how much she was bleeding. The only problem was that the police did not see any notable wounds on her. There was no doubting that Jolie had blood on her, but the sources of injury really couldn't be found. Nothing on her was actively bleeding. But they sent her to the hospital so she could be checked out. The doctors discovered a scratch on her neck and a cut on her wrist, but other than some bruising, she seemed fine and she was released within 12 hours. While Jolie was in relatively good shape, Lauren did not fare quite as well. The attacker had sliced clear through her windpipe with a hunting knife, and the damage was fatal. Lauren Gallagher was dead, and police were starting to suspect that there was more to the story than they were being given. Despite Jolie's claims that the two women had been attacked, her personal items told a very different story. Remember how I told you that your browser history is important? Well, police think so too. And in this case, they went looking for any potential information. They were happy to go through her phone and look through her belongings, and they also looked through her search history. Jolie Harris had searched the following three items. 
One, does antifreeze have a taste? The answer is yes. Two, what percent of murder in U.S. is domestic violence? And I did not actually pull the stats on this one, but it is high. I do know that. (laughs) And of course, the final search was windpipe location. (laughs) Now, I think that we can all agree that this is the exact kind of material that police are looking for because of how easy it makes a case. It amazes me that there are people who really do think that their search history and their media are hidden in this day and age. The fact that we live in an age where I can use a VPN on every device for my protection and there are still murderers actively looking up how to commit a murder is insane to me. By this point in time, if we saw that as the big reveal in a movie, we would roll our eyes and say it was completely unrealistic. Who does that? We would say no one would actually do it in this day and age. And yet, she really did. One fun part of this case was that it did make me think more about my own search history. I'm a writer, so I spent a lot of time researching for my job, but there's more to it. For most of us, reaching for a search engine is a reflex that we have anytime that we are curious about literally anything. So, in fairness, I wanted to share a few of my highlights from my browser history. One, are turnips healthy? I was playing Animal Crossing and decided to do a crossover with real life. Two, Komodo dragon size. Very important information, I think we can all agree. Three, mortgage insurance. And no, I'm not buying a home, that was for a client. Four, New Orleans. Just, just New Orleans. (laughs) Five, accent wall colors. And of course, my favorite, six, fossil fuel is dinosaurs. (laughs) Personally, I like to use other people's computers to search my murder methods, but I did not find anything nearly as exciting in my browser history. So, if the police were not already suspicious of Jolie, they sure were now. But she didn't just leave a simple search history to follow. She didn't just go with the ABCs of looking up murder online. She also had a picture taken from the internet. It was a full diagram of the exact location of the windpipe, which is exactly where Lauren was hurt. As it stands, police are looking to bring this case to a close. For now, Jolie Harris is being held and will be standing trial for the murder of Lauren Gallagher. This is another case that has been slowed by the development of COVID-19, and it's obvious that this is just going to be the standard for a while. But it does seem pretty clear where it's going. I don't really see a good way for them to argue around the Googling domestic violence murders. But the hardest part about this case so far is all of the unknowns. 
And I worry about the family because of them. There is no distinct reason that we have been given to explain how Jolie and Lauren ended up in this situation. From everything that I read, the two of them were happy. I considered hiding this case away and seeing how it progressed. I was going to put a pin in it and look at it later. When it comes to violence against partners, most people try to follow the story to figure out how it got there. And that's what I was going to do here, but I almost feel like this distracts us from the main problem. Domestic violence and how often it results in tragedy. Did you know that intimate partner violence happens to over 10 million people every single year? That is a lot of people who are harmed and threatened by the person who is supposed to be closest to them. And that's something that we need to be more realistic about. I'm very story-driven. So instinctually, I wanted to know what happened. What takes a happy couple and warps a relationship until one person wants to kill the other one? Stalking, assault, sexual assault, murder. These are things that are happening to people every single day. Instead of looking into what turns someone dark, maybe we should start looking at the fact that our society has a very real mental health problem and a very real violence problem. And these need to be addressed. As this case unfolds, I have no doubt that we will be given a story. We will eventually learn how these two ended up where they are, and there is something to that. We don't know the whole story, but we do know that it never should have happened in the first place. So before we spend our time wondering how Investigation Discovery is going to recreate it with a dramatic retelling and what kind of crazy details we're gonna be given, to somehow explain why somebody would kill somebody that they loved? I think we should just be a little more realistic about the situation. So, if you or someone that you know is in an unsafe situation, I would encourage you or them to reach out to a protective resource online. I will even put a few in the show notes for you guys as well. We can laugh about a person that is dense enough to use a search engine to plan a murder because it seems too silly to be true. It is funny because it just shows this disconnect. But the fact is that it isn't too silly to be true. It is true. Someone was hurt, and I really hope that Lauren and her family get the justice that they deserve. Now, to completely switch gears on you, I just want to give a special shout out to our Surviving Nature giveaway winner, Sheena. We are hooking you up with some amazing stuff, and I hope that it's going to serve you well. I hope that you have a lot of adventures and absolutely nothing scary happens that would ever put you anywhere near my show. For those of you who didn't win, I feel for you, but I promise this won't be the only contest that we hold. There will be other chances to cash in on some sweet prizes, so keep listening to make sure you always know what's going on with the show. And if you are looking 
For a little more true crime love, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram with the tag at datpod. I'm on there all the time sharing highlights and fun or disturbing true crime facts. And hey, if you want to join the community and gain insider access to upcoming content, feel free to head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash like and inscribe. Check back next week for another disturbing episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.